Give me a few minutes. I need to figure out what I'm going to do for ST. I don't want to do it during the thing because then I'm going to like be all, I'm not going to. Welcome back to another episode yeah. of the SD Geek Podcast with myself, AJ. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Plus One. Peter. John. And then we have my girlfriend today, Cynthia. Say hello. Hello. It's actually Sin. Pardon me, short for Sin. <laughs> Any, or Sin, short for Cynthia, however you want to say it. Either way. So yeah, so we brought her in today because we are reviewing, as we talked about last episode, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and she is kind of the resident, I guess, Spidey... It, fanboy. Ex, yeah, fan fanboy. Girl, for sure. Fangirl. Oh, no, 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 fa- fanboy. With, with, fanboy? With, with an I, for sure. Just say Spider-Man and I have a very intimate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's our resident Spider-Whore for sure. <laughs> I ain't denying it. Hey. <laughs> this is what I've been dealing with for about four years now. It's great. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so as we talked about, we will be reviewing that movie later on in the episode. But first, we do have some news we want to go over that uh, Cynthia, Peter, and John and I have all brought to the table. John, you want to start off with something about James Gunn? Oh, yeah. He is producing, not directing, producing okay. a, a movie called Brightburn. And it's basically a Superman origin story, but if Superman was evil. So it's, so it's basically Superman, Superman. Red Sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a different company doing it. It's James Gunn. He beat everybody to it. That's Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. Just a different twist what on it. What production company is this for? Uh, you know what? I'm not actually sure. Is it Warner Brothers? No. Okay, gotcha. I don't believe it is. If you want, you could try to Google that yeah. while, while we're talking about it. But I think that's really cool. I think it's cool that if any, the first person that got to it was James Gunn. I mean, we've seen what he's done with a lot of things as far as Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 goes, among other things. I think that he'll have a fun spin on things for sure. And it's a horror movie. Oh, it really? It's classified as a horror movie. Wow. The only horror movie from James Gunn that I've seen, I don't know if you guys have seen it, is Slither. And it's he's got a very particular take on horror because it's like horror comedy. Yes. And it's really great. If you guys haven't seen it, you should. It's really good. You've actually brought that movie up a couple times, and and every time I ma- it makes me want to see it more because when I was a kid and it originally came out, I wasn't keen on the whole horror humor combination. To me, it came off as cheesy, but nowadays I think I would be able to understand it and actually appreciate the humor behind it for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited for that. That's like with like the little worms that squirm around and stuff like that, right? Yeah, or slither, if you will. Hmm. That's an older movie too, isn't it? Didn't come it's, a couple of years ago. It's like in the mid 2000s, I think. Yeah, something like that. I, I believe we were in high school. Yeah, ha- in case you didn't know, we're all old here. <laughs> yeah, my back hurts as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Peter has to sit up very straight and towards the mic right now. Mm-hmm. We're we're a little cramped actually, <laughs> since we're actually only um, using one microphone at the moment. Yeah, we're very cute and cuddly. We might take a picture of it for the podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We'll, we'll post a picture for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool. Did, I didn't sign up for that. I oh, could not yeah. find a production company. Okay. Thank well, you, Internet Movie Database. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb, you suck. I was just curious. I was, I was, yeah. Well, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, it's exciting to see that he's going to be the one putting the money and ideas towards it. Again, he's not directing it, but still, at least he's producing it. It shows that he has high interest in the franchise, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I actually saw it on uh, Twitter. I think it was last night. And they compared a couple of scenes from the trailer to scenes of uh, Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. and it looks almost identical. It's oh, oh, wow. crazy, yeah. Interesting. So let's see the parallels between the two. For sure. Uh, you know, one thing that you mentioned, though, that it's kind of going to be a horror film. Apparently, there's talks of maybe there being a Batman horror film as well. No word as to whether or not 
Batman's going to be the scary part of the movie, or if he's going to be going through and facing villains that, and just done in a very horrific kind of way. That would be dope. That would be they, really cool. They I feel like Scarecrow would be a good villain. I was just going to say sure. the same thing. Do that. Yes. Yeah. They kind of do that so... in one of the Arkham games. I believe it's the first one. There's, sure. Uh, Asylum? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where he where Batman gets in, induced with the, the Scarecrow scare toxin, whatever it's called. Yeah. And then there's like a... Uh, the game changes perspectives and it just kind of does its own little trippy really? Alice in Wonderland kind of a thing. Oh, like, because the game's like a 3D platformer, but yes. then it turns into a 2D side scroller for a while. Oh, what the heck, like, really? It's really cool. <laughs> and I, feel I did like not see that coming. That'd be a really cool way to do it in a movie, I think. Yeah, that's, that's sure. the right yeah, way yeah, to do it. Yeah, yeah, he would be the right villain. I feel if it's going to be horror oriented, which I'm probably not going to watch because I'm the biggest little bitch when it comes to horror films, I will admit. That's okay. So anything horror related? I'm I got just... you, AJ. Thank <laughs> you. I got. I got my Our relationship one. is nine years. Exactly. You're <laughs> strong. And I accept it. It's fine. It's, it is what it is. Hands have been held. Kisses have been made. It's true. Let's move on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, sir. It's all right. Damn. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think that would be really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing again what James Gunn can pull out of his crazy mind for that movie for sure. Um, also, another thing was going to be the Sonic supposed poster that you saw. Well, there there's an actual poster released. I'm yes. sure you guys seen it with the silhouette. Yes, it looks awful. It does. Who, kind of who made it? Who approved it? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> it looks, it looks horrendous. horrendous. It does look pretty bad. Yes. <laughs> it is a teaser, and it isn't filled out. Yeah, it's but not But it does look out. horrible. So, uh, I... Wasn't there another one? What about the one where it's the... the oh, with this... Bridge yeah, and, and his feet? Yeah. That's, is that an official one? I yeah, that, that is an official one. I don't think I've seen that one, actually. Yeah, that's an official one. You yeah, but it's just his feet, though? It still doesn't look it's that like great. It's yeah. Oh, okay. It's like his legs looking... He's, like, on top of one of the... The pillars of the the Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. and he's looking. Uh, let's just pull it up. Why yeah, the I'm, fuck am I'm, I'm go. looking it up. We got to paint a picture audio for, listeners the, for the audience. Find it yourself. Exactly. Happy yeah. <laughs> Java. Send him is he still Java. wearing Send like him. like pointy toed shoes with like no arch support? I think so. Here we okay. go. <laughs> uh, there it's, it is. I'd say that's real. That looks real. Well, no, more legit. There's yeah. But it still looks so hard. It was the first picture I got, guys. I'm sorry. Here we go. I just think, in my opinion, as far as the character design goes, if that is real, oh my god, <laughs> it's fun. There's a man in this picture submitting himself standees. to the Sonic poster, <laughs> right? and, uh, surrendering that, himself. That's a to fan. The I respect gods. the fan. It's all right. I think but that one looks fine. I, I just think that you Whatever. know, Sonic was already an anthropomorphic character. I just think they're kind of taking it a little too far. If the silhouette is any indication of how it's going to look, the muscle tone was a little weird for me. The fact that he's kind of lanky. His proportions do seem the, odd. Yes. I mean, which is a cartoon kind of thing to do. Not every character, a cartoon character has five fingers, for example, but at the same time, it's a little too strange for me. And I get that maybe they wanted to give him a sort of quote unquote runner's body, real slim with a little bit of muscle tone on it. But again, it's a little creepy looking just based off the silhouette alone. It could be one of those instances where it's going to look better in motion it yes. just doesn't oh, yeah. really yes. get complimented with stills mm. i'm very excited we'll about it i mean i think the poster's awful but i'm very i mean jim carrey's gonna be in it he's gonna be uh, eggman eggman robotnik yeah and then who is, was the other big name i was oh. gonna say is there anybody else attached to it because jim carrey's the only one that i know of well according to the poster you sent me john this, this it shows a rumor, chris pratt it, it's in chilling poster and it looks pretty legit I but i i, I kind of doubt it though i want to see yeah, because I look it. at the the legs and the arms mm-hmm. they just look different. even his head there's no like shadow behind chris pratt's head it basically shows like sonic and chris pratt kicking Chilling. back on top of Best chris pratt's friends. police car but i like <laughs> i actually like that uh sonic 
It, that looks a little yeah, more normal. Yeah. I can get behind it. Either way, I'm excited for the movie. Like you said, John, I want to be able to see this come out and be successful, but a lot of hate has happened. But then again, that's kind of inter- internet and social media culture nowadays and that when hate happens, it spreads like wildfire. So am I, are you saying am I the only one that's not excited for this movie? Like, I feel like this movie was just something that people Who brought her not, into this podcast? People did not ask for it. It's not really necessary. You know, just, I'm just, honestly, I'm not excited whatsoever. People didn't From ask for a Spider-Verse seen, movie, but we that's saw true. No one asked for a Spider-Verse movie. And, and I'm sure you loved it. Itself so. And the video games, the early popular. ones, Sonic games. Are yeah, when the yeah. newer games are, what are they? They're shit. Not that Sonic <laughs> okay. Mania. We have Sonic Mania. Okay. Mario at the Sonic Olympics? Or what was that yeah. one called? Yes, yes, yeah, Very exactly. successful. Very successful I, I'm just, I'm not looking forward to this whatsoever. They just... You don't think Jim Carrey could save it for you? I... I'll wait to see. I'll wait to see. I'll there you judge go. it when I see it. I I'm not going to talk shit on it until I. She already see is. Which oh my god! Oh, I'm not. I'm not talking right shit. It's, it's, it's a biased opinion. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, right, well, there you go. Blowing up. Welcome to SG Geek Podcast. <laughs> this is your initiation. Yeah. You got to yep. take your lumps. Exactly. Oh, you got to take your lumps. That way you can dish them out too. You guys are assholes. There you go. <laughs> I'll take that proudly. <laughs> Moving on though. So, Peter, you did bring up a little rumor going on about Mr. Tom Holland. Yeah. So, apparently, again, this is just a rumor. Sure. It's just a rumor. From a, from a leaker by the name of at Daniel RPK. Uh-huh. He's apparently leaked a few things before. That were accurate? Very frequent leaker. He has some hits and some misses, honestly. Eh, they all um, do. But apparently Tom Holland has to appear in the Sonyverse movies in order for Marvel to still have claim and be able to use him in, in their movies. Mm. Reportedly. Like, supposedly. Wow. Which would be pretty... That's a pretty strong move by, by Sony. A pretty smart move. Yeah, well, yeah honestly. sure. Utilizing a very strong actor. Yeah. So and a huge character, that obviously. might be a thing somewhere down the line. I mean, we didn't see it in Venom, even though rumors were abound. <laughs> Thank God, though. That he was going to be in it. That yeah. he was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I was convinced he was. I was pretty convinced yeah. as well. But it makes sense. That I was hoping not. They didn't want. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to connect the two universes right away. They yeah. wanted Venom to prove itself. They need time for that for that franchise to which cook, it, which it did a lot of and time. And they did it at PG thirteen. So I mean, yeah. it shouldn't be an issue. Like, can That's you imagine true. trying to put Deadpool in the MCU? It's just not going to happen. I would love it, but they would have to tone him down a lot. Well, well, they please. did release Once Upon a Deadpool. Yes, which uh, I point. actually I saw yesterday. Yes, as a matter what, of fact. how was it? It was. Deadpool. Mostly the same movie. Yeah, I would imagine. But there, there was, uh, there, you know, like the trailers imply, there's a few added scenes here. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they kind of play with the, as in pure Deadpool fashion. It's very, uh, he breaks the fourth wall immediately and talking about how they had to go for a PG-13 rating <laughs> and he like he has a, well, I don't want to get too too into it because I'm just gonna sp- spoil it. You're if anybody, if his. anybody plans on watching it. Sure. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. Skip about three minutes, four minutes, and uh, yeah. Good and luck. then, yeah, we're good. <laughs> AJ, we're going to give AJ some homework. Time to do it. And, <laughs> Damn. And, uh, yeah, you get the idea. All right, we're anyway. about 11 minutes in. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he, the premise is he, he kidnaps uh, Fred Savage mm-hmm. of Wonder Years fame. Yes. And probably more famous for the his role in The Princess Bride. Sure. And so he... Gold member. <laughs> Gold member, I forgot about that. Mole. <laughs> go, go on. And he, he's reading the story of Deadpool two. Deadpool is that is to Fred Savage mm. while he's being basically being held hostage in in the Princess Bride 
fashion because he's in like the room, and we're taking a selfie right now. All of a sudden, <laughs> really distracted. Really Sorry. distracted. Go on, go on. Continue. Um, Stop. <laughs> and where the fuck was I? You can't distract me like that, AJ. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he, he, he cannot French that. They have, they, they have fun, with the, up they have fun with the PG thirteen thing, cool. in which like Deadpool has like a, a a device that bleeps all the curse words. So he's, he's wow. sitting there and he's like, I. I Bleep told you Fred Savage. Like, he'll bleep himself. <laughs> okay. and he'll bleep Fred Savage. I don't know. It's. Is it great? I don't know if it's worth oh, watching. Okay. okay. Honestly, like, don't go out of your way to see it if you've already seen Deadpool 2. Sure. But mm-hmm. there are some really funny scenes added to this movie. Cool. Okay. And then also, um, there's a really nice tribute to Stan Lee after the post credit oh, scene. Nice. Like, the, the, the actual post credit scene. Mm hmm. And that was it. Was really touching, actually. I think really I saw. I think up. your girlfriend yeah, I posted I it on Instagram, so. and yeah. I watched it. I admit, I was like a little. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. Watching. It was really heartfelt. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. How long was it? Uh, the the Stanley scene. Yeah. The, it was only like maybe a minute or two. Oh, okay. Not wow. bad. Nice. Yeah, but it was nice. really sweet. Yeah. I'll just check that out. All right, for sure. I would say that this is a perfect movie when you have nothing else to see. But as we've talked about in past episodes, De- December is stacked with crazy <laughs> so amounts so of huge, things. big budget movies. I mean, again, like I teased earlier, we are going to be talking about Spider-Verse. We also have Bumblebee and Aquaman coming out on the same day. I- Mary Poppins might be the same day as well. After that, I feel like there's another big movie that I'm missing off the top of my head. And it's, or I'm sorry, it's at the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of what did it is Mortal either way. Did Mortal Engines come out already? Yeah, it did. Is that a big, did it already? Is that considered a big movie? No, I don't I think mean, it did. Very great. It did, it did. Peter Jackson's behind it, and so, it looked okay. It's an interesting but, premise, I'll give it that, but it looks, I don't know. I think it's one of those movies where you're going to appreciate the book a little more than yes. the movie itself. That, that, that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> it, it looks cool. I like the fact that like the female protagonist looks really badass. Yeah. I'll give her that. But um, yeah, so... Wait, wait, uh, before we move on real quick... Sure. I wanted to, the whole reason I brought up the Once Upon a Deadpool thing is that it actually doesn't feel too jarring to have Deadpool. I mean, I like the the R-rated version mm. and I think it's superior, but it is possible to do that character in a PG-13 as a scene, I I think. Sure. All they really did in this movie, which I think everybody expected was they just kind of cut some scenes uh, they reshot some new scenes. Oh wow. Uh, they they toned down on the blood and the gore. There's still a little uh, quite a quite a bit sure. more so than I would have expected for a PG thirteen movie. They yeah. probably hit that line like they they push it a little bit. Sure, sure. But all the hard R stuff is gone, obviously. Gotcha. And so and it's still funny with the new scenes and they re they they um ADR'd over some of the older scenes. Sure, so, makes sense. Clean up the language. Yeah, <laughs> and it 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 works fine. Sure. I'm not going to say it's the superior version because I don't think it is, but it it works. It's fine. I think it is possible. So if they were to bring Deadpool into the, the larger Marvel universe, mm-hmm. it's it's doable. Cool. Awesome. Well, th- there you go. That's a prime example that they know how to make it work in a way. But again, is it superior? You said not really. Yeah. So that I, makes I me wonder then. Yeah. I, well, I just don't think that's the right way to do Deadpool. I see. So maybe my opinion's biased on this, but I, the Deadpool rated R is the way to go. So I hope they they keep it that way, but I mean, if they're going to bring him back into the the larger MCU, I don't think that's even possible. I think a lot of people would agree with you in the sense that, I mean, for one, I think a lot of parents would like to take their kids to be able to go see a fun Deadpool movie, but with all the language and nudity, potential nudity that is, and and extreme gore and violence at times, um, at least now they have a version that they can take their kids to, and if they decide to put Deadpool as part of the major MCU, at least now they can feel a little more comfortable in doing so. 
I guess, taking their kids to the film. Yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of parents, some some are probably, quote-unquote, cool parents where they take their kids to see it anyway. But at least now they can rest assured that everything will be mostly uh, tame enough for their kid to see. So I think yeah. that's pretty cool. All right. Well, then, moving on from that one. Uh, John, you had another topic you wanted to bring up as far as movies go? Oh, no, it wasn't movies. It was oh, okay. My last topic was sure. actually... Uh, the Netflix series of Daredevil and oh, okay. all those other ones that were canceled yes. aren't going to be coming back anytime soon with uh, Disney+. Plus. I guess Variety reported that there was a contract that if it canceled the contract, that they had to wait two years after. So if they actually do bring back these heroes, it won't be until 2020. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. It makes sense, though, because that's when the Disney streaming service is going to be up, so... You know, at that point, they're going to be willing to probably start production again if it won't already be finished at that time. We'll see what happens, though. That's yeah. interesting news to see that they're willing to cut off everything now. But it just means that Netflix is going to have a lot less to work with, a lot less draw. But still, Netflix is a pretty interesting product in the sense that it kind of started all of this streaming that we have today, at least to the major degree that we have it anyway. That we know it as. So I'm sure they're still going to find something. They have plenty of other Netflix original series and movies to work with. A lot of stand-up comedy as well. So I don't see Netflix going anywhere anytime soon. Because Disney is kind of limited to only having Disney for that matter anyway. Um, I I mean, it's Disney. It is heavy hitting though, of course. It's not only Marvel. It's Disney. Disney owns so many things. Fox now. And now they own so much more things after the Fox (laughs) acquisition. I think they're going to be on top in the next five years. I would not doubt it. If not right from the start. I'm sure they have a lot of plans. Even outside of these characters that have already been taken from Netflix. I'm sure they have a lot of series in mind. A lot of original movies in mind as well that they're going to be putting on this thing specifically. And uh, it's going to overshadow DC Universe by leaps and bounds, I, oh, yeah. I reckon. Because I've, I've heard some of the content on DC Universe is interesting, but in the end, it doesn't seem to draw me personally. But uh, to those that do enjoy it... Are we talking about the comics? No, I'm just no. talking about DC Universe, the streaming service. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, I, I think it's pretty cool. Though. I started watching, <laughs> speaking of the DC Universe streaming sure. service, I started continuing the the titan show mm-hmm. and I've, I've only gotten like two episodes in so mm-hmm. like one episode then we've already seen yeah. <laughs> uh, did it improve it's not bad i've heard so far it's not bad, it's really so really it's not bad. I, i'm gonna finish it like, I, or i'm gonna oh, catch wow. up nice. like, yeah, it, it has me it, it has me intrigued I wasn't, I wasn't quite willing to pay the money, but I might to finish it because I was intrigued throughout the first episode. I had my gripes with it as we talked about in like what episode two or three, something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a fun. It was a fun first episode. So we'll see if I ever go back. From what I can gather, mm-hmm. is they're doing the DC thing that they did with the the, the DC EU in that they the universe is already established, so they are like the universe. Already has existing heroes and all that stuff, so they they're kind of just they bring in some people. Mm-hmm. They do it much better than they did in the the movies. So they're doing the exact same thing, except they're doing it good, right? Not so all far at anyway. Once. Again, it's only two episodes in, but already I'm like, dang, they. This is this is. I already like it more than the DC. It's year. not Batman versus Superman. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm the saying. The Flash isn't appearing at random and trying to <laughs> forewarn me of something that hasn't happened yet. And yeah. also, you're a bunch of other characters. Also, Martha. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say about it. The please. 
the DC TV shows are doing amazing, I think, right? Aren't they generally like Flash, more Supergirl, than yeah. the yeah. Arrow? Yeah, people love those shows. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it just so goes to show. TV, they're doing it, right? Because they actually allow their characters to develop in a normal amount of time rather than, again, yeah. like I said with Batman for Superman, even though I personally enjoyed that movie quite a bit, it's not perfect by any means. Nor is any other movie, but I think that movie is an exceptional example of. Um, just putting too much into one storyline or trying to collide too many at once, I, I should say. It suffers from what I like to call Iron Man 2 syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. They tried to do too much. They tried to cram too much into the movie and they forgot to make a good movie. Ah, sure. Yeah. Instead, you have, uh, you have uh, R- Mickey Rourke looking for his bird the whole time. That's yeah. all I know. But, yeah, that's, that's the one part of that movie that stuck with me. Where's my bird? Exactly. <laughs> Get him his damn bird. <laughs> so, moving on, though, we do have a couple other things to get to before our movie review. Um, so, we're going to get into some gaming news right now. Cynthia, you wanted to mention the Game Awards that happened recently. Yes, so congratulations to 2018's Game of the Year. Does anybody know what game that was? I personally chance? do. I do as well. I do not. You do not? It was God of War that actually won. God of War 2018. Well 20, deserved. Not the original. <laughs> yeah, the game, right? of, game of the year I goes think... to the first God of War. Right. PlayStation 2. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I think that's already kind of established. I'm sure, fair sure. enough. Yeah. It also won Best Game Direction as well. Um, and for Best Narrative, um, Red Dead Redemption 2 won that title. The yes. one thing I feel that the three top contenders for the year was God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Spider-Man. Um, oh, I wow. feel like Those are where this is going. Yeah. I, <laughs> to be honest, I feel like Spider-Man was uh, wrong because yeah. 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 it didn't win a single award. But it was nominated category. multiple times. But it was so. nominated so multiple it, times. At least it got the recognition. But I will say, as somebody who has played all three titles, beaten two... 100% completed one Spider-Man. I'll just throw that out there, and I'm just going to brag about it. 100% completion on that. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that God of War won when I feel like, and I know this is going to be a shocker, I feel no. like Red Dead Redemption 2 should have been. Whoa, that wow. is actually a shocker. Yeah. Well, it swept with the, like two or three other awards at least. You don't yes. think God of War at least deserved Game of the Year? I think it did. Be, um, it did, actually. It had a really good storyline, good gameplay. The characters were memorable. Everything about that game was just amazing. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you fall in love. And I'm getting goosebumps talking about how amazing the game mm. was. But just playing Red Dead Redemption 2, I just feel like it should have won. It should have won easily. So I'm a little surprised. It, it is known for <laughs> it's definitely having its own, a very expansive universe mm-hmm. that you just kind of envelop yourself in or it envelops you in it. You could say, and you kind of have to just, it's not a game that you could just pick up and play in small bursts. You have to invest a lot of yourself into it to learn the ropes, to learn how the game works. And one thing about the game that I will complain about, it has a very, very huge learning curve. (laughs) That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on chapter six, which is the last chapter in the game. And there's shit I'm barely discovering now playing the game. There's like so much goddamn detail. It is so fucking frustrating. (laughs) In the game, just, you know, that is the one complaint I have. And some of the mechanics in the game, like having to eat, you know, making your character eat the right food, trying to be don't the get right diarrhea. weight. I don't do that with myself. <laughs> right. I don't play that yeah. goddamn game. Right. Not to be a dietitian for this cowboy? <laughs> eat the lizard. <laughs> it's just the most frustrating thing imaginable because if you're too underweight, or if you're too overweight, your health <laughs> degenerates, your cores 
go to shit, which I find is incredibly frustrating. I'm here trying to play a game, not to fucking feed my character <laughs> and feed my stupid horse. By the way, the horse has the same mechanics. You have to keep it the perfect <laughs> weight. And that was the one thing I will complain about the game. Why would you add that? So it's a Tamagotchi remake, basically. Essentially, yes. right. <laughs> it's a reimagining of the Tamagotchi. <laughs> HD Tamagotchi yeah. in every sense, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead, Peter. From what I, I've heard, it seems more akin to a, a sim. Yes. Like, it's like a cowboy, yes. a Western simulator, mm-hmm. more, more so. Like, it's, it, it sounds, again, I've heard, it's great. <laughs> um, but it seems to me like it's, it's very bold of them, uh, of Rockstar, that is, to, to to make a game like this that kind of, like, almost shuns their core audience in a way. Sure. And, and does something almost entirely different. I mean, mm-hmm. it has the same, like, feel of a traditional GTA game, mm-hmm. uh, again, from what I can tell. But then I hear that from a lot of people, mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's different, and it's very hard to learn. It, you really have to invest in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it seems like more akin to something like Fallout 4 sure, or just a Fallout game in general in yeah. the sense that the world is so expansive and you kind of just get immersed in it and you meet all these characters. There's the, the random encounters that happen that you kind of just find yourself running into. and Very much an RPG role-playing yeah. game like in, the, in every I, sense. What I, I like say. to call is I like to call it Cowboy Skyrim. Cowboy Skyrim, <laughs> That's yes, exactly. That's basically what it is. Okay. It's Cowboy Skyrim is what you're playing. Save a dragon, ride a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Ride a cowboy? What the heck? What? <laughs> what game are you playing? Uh, I think you oh, downloaded I mean, the wrong um, game. The, oh, I mean, I would. Arthur Morgan. <laughs> I'm just saying. This Arthur Morgan is... <laughs> oh my god. He is the main character, by the way, of Red Dead Redemption 2, and I'm just I have a huge fangirl crush on him right now. <laughs> I'm sure cheating on Spider Man. You even gave him the game your pick for Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Look at that. Jeez. Alright, well apparently um don't dedicate yourself or don't put your feelings too much into Cynthia. <laughs> She'll drop you like a hot potato for someone else coming up. <laughs> just, All right. Just so rugged and manly, something that you're obviously not. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Nothing I haven't heard before. That turned, that turned really quickly. She got used to the dynamic almost instantly. Yep, yep. I'm feeling it already. Goddamn. Moving on then. I was, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the Game Awards, though? No, that was it. That was about it. How about the, some of the announcements for the Game Awards are pretty cool. They announced oh, yeah. uh, a new Mortal Kombat, Mortal in, a, Kombat in a very 11. cool way. Like it was a fake out. Got the hip hop. Yes, it yeah. was a very fun fake out. I remember watching it. Like, wait, what? Yeah, as well as the announcement for the first DLC character for Smash Ultimate. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was also a fake out, which was done in a very cool way. Mm-hmm. In which it's uh, Joker for Persona. Joker did we, for Persona. Did we, talk about this we did talk about last. Oh, episode. we did. Yeah. Okay, but you yeah. didn't talk about the fake out. Yeah, yeah. I liked the fake out. Was really cool. Like it's his character. It's very stylized in a Persona 5 style, and it's Joker talking. Some dude's like, hey, I got an invitation to a thing, and he holds up an envelope, and then he turns it, and then you see the melee symbol. Yes. So and people lost their shit. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it makes you think that it's like a Persona 5 DLC or something, Exactly. and then they just tend to flip it on you, quite literally. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was pretty awesome. Pretty damn cool, I, I gotta say. Um, also, just the opening scene of the Game Awards when they had was it Reggie Fusimay, Phil Spencer, and I forget the gentleman who represents Sony, the Sony PlayStation. Guy. Yeah, I love him. All on stage all at once. Yeah, that was that a really was cool, cool thing. I would have liked a little more of it, 
um, but I feel like you know they were just up there to make make an appearance and everything like that, so yeah. that they're all kind of together in it. But I would have liked a little more banter between the three of them, just a little bit of something. I guess it seemed more staged than anything. But, but it of still, course, it is. It was really cool. They're not going to have them go up there and do five minutes of improv. Maybe not improv, but maybe just a little more interaction. I kind of just felt like they stood next to each other and waved, and that was about it. And, and I, but I still thought it was a really cool idea. I hope they expand upon it next year for sure. Give us a song and dance number. There please. you go. That's, that's what we all, need. That's what. That's the only thing that'll appease me now. <laughs> so, aside from gaming, you did mention Smash Ultimate earlier, Peter. Uh, do you want to expand upon that a little more? So, being the only person in this room who owns Smash Ultimate, I will say, to no one's <laughs> surprise, it is great. I really, really, really want it. Some I've of heard the, it's faster paced compared to the other ones, right? It, it, it well compared to four, I think for yes. sure, and especially There's, Brawl, especially Brawl being the slowest of them all. Mm-hmm. I think. In, in my and maybe I'm wrong. Who cares? Maybe season four is a little. Anyway, go on. Doesn't matter. Brawl's horrible. If yeah. you like brawl, you're wrong. Chava, bring it. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's good. The 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 story mode, if you want to call it that, the World of Light mm-hmm. is fucking huge. Jeez. It is huge. I've been I've played for about uh, I've been playing it pretty consistently for the past week or so. How long, however long it's been out, and I think I've maybe unlocked half of the overworld wow it's it's really i've played like i think 12 hours at this point oh, wow. 12, Good. 12 to 15 is something like that and it's shit it is huge oh um <laughs> well, you sound disappointed <laughs> oh no i'm not oh. no well i'm not into those games but <laughs> fair enough yeah, <laughs> Sp- they need Spider-Man to, to be in a lot of DLC I'll say it has Krom, which is another character that I'm in a fair on. Here so. we go. Cheating <laughs> on all of these fictional characters. Right, all into- and me at the same time. <laughs> I'm the only non-fiction character in this story. <laughs> I know what I like, and I like sexy, sorry. <laughs> well, that includes me part of it then, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Moving on. Continue, Peter. So 12 hours in, and you haven't even completed the story mode yet, or at least unlocked the full map of it. No. Wow, it, okay. It's really big. From what I hear, I think it, it, they said it takes 20 hours to complete, I think. Something, okay. 16 hours, something like that. So I, I about exactly. half to three quarters of the way there, then? Yeah. Okay. And it's, God, it's big. And the gameplay changes, I think, are very, very good. They're good for the game. They're good for the audience. Uh, they Again, they make the game more fast-paced. Uh, there's little tweaks to characters here and there that make them... Every character is overall better i think in in one way or another um still some are better than others obviously but they didn't really take away anything from characters as much as they gave characters new tools like the okay. you some are universal some are character specific like the new dodge mechanic um is pretty cool uh, dodge deterioration is also pretty cool i feel i assume Everything that I'm saying at this point is honest, is stuff that you guys should already know if you're into it, because uh, it was announced a few months ago. Or at least into the competitive aspect of Smash yes, Brothers exactly. anyway. Yeah, but it is it is great. I'm hooked. I like I can't stop playing. Whenever I have a moment, like I'm always having my Switch with me, and it makes me enjoy having a Switch more so than I think since Legend of Zelda. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Okay, See, the Legend of Zelda game was the reason I got a Switch, and it was it was cool to be able to play it whenever the heck I wanted as long as I had it with me yeah and ultimate has brought me back to that I don't think I've done that with any other game on the switch wow uh, so if you've been holding off on getting a switch I think this would be a good time to do it with ultimate being probably my number one pick up there with Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda they're 
you need to get those games if you're owning a Switch. You're missing out if you don't. Top three heavy hitters for you? Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Now, let me ask you one thing about Smash Brothers, because this is something I've seen, and uh, John, you mentioned recently as well. There are a lot of tutorials on how to unlock characters in that game more quickly, because you have... Over 70 characters to unlock? 72? There you go. Something like that. And so, would you say with 12 hours in, you've unlocked all of them already? Or do you still have some to go? I've unlocked about... I could honestly go a bit hard... I've unlocked, I think, not even half of that. Oh, wow. (laughs) But the thing is, there's certain ways you can do it. Because I'm I'm primarily playing the World of Light. And so, you have to... In order to trigger a a character unlock, because you still have to beat them in, Mm. like, Smash tradition, you have to defeat the character to unlock them. And so, for the World of Light, when you're playing through the story mode, you actually have to back out of the story mode mm. in order to trigger that that event. Gotcha. And so, sometimes I'll just get really into the World of Light and I'll forget to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not doing it in a very optimal way. No, sure, sure. what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure if I wanted to, I could have unlocked them a, a long time ago. But I'm just enjoying, enjoying the game. That. I already unlocked yeah. the character I wanted. Cool. Which is? Captain Falcon. Oh, oh nice. So, Classic Peter, yeah. Although I have, oh, tr- although I have tried a few others. <laughs> what was that? I have tried a few others. I just unlocked Richter Belmont. Oh, nice! I, I love the Castlevania franchise. I know you're looking forward to that. And yeah, he's a lot of fun. Hell yeah! King K. Rule is a lot more fun than I expected. K. Rule doesn't he have armor like where he can take a hit with his oh, stomach yeah. plate? Yeah, it, like his down smash has is armored, and he's kind of OP on, at the moment, yeah. right, honestly. I've heard even his dash attack is is uh, armored as well. He has multiple armored attacks mm-hmm. in that game, I which think is his pretty dash awesome. Attack, and I think certain frames of his side smashes. Is armored as well. So there, you go. yeah, I've heard that character is very annoying. On top of that, it's he's super heavy, so you can't knock him out or smash him. He's the him very only easily. good heavy character. Oh, really? In my opinion, he's Not, the only good heavy. I mean, that, that's the only one I've really seen being played right now, other than maybe DK, I guess. Um, but he's kind of fast but heavy at the same time. K yeah. rolls a little slower, I imagine. I don't know. Not really. No, I don't really play DK, so I wouldn't. I don't have that. Oh, okay, that gotcha. Comparison. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, th- that's really cool. One thing that you said that kind of intrigued me was that you're really enjoying the single player aspect of it which is something i guess smash brother players haven't been able to say much since subspace emissary which was for brawl oh yeah which was probably one of the better parts of brawl for sure i mean i still enjoyed that game it was my one smash brothers wii game that's the only one we got really sorry for that car that just drove by but (laughs) anyway uh if you guys heard that but anyway um yeah it's cool to see that you're enjoying the single player aspect of it also it's very fun because it gives them a chance to Play, so the spirit system in the game mm. is what gives them a chance to kind of play with other characters that didn't quite make the cut into the game. Okay. And they have access to all of these these franchises, like all the guest characters, all of their franchises. Okay. And, and so they set up these fun fights where they try to make it as close to the character as possible. For example, yes. um, you fight... The spirit of Groundon, which is embodied by a giant Charizard. What the heck? Which, is, <laughs> which is pretty, which is fun. There's one for Metal Gear where, like, you're fighting um, the spirit of Otacon, who's embodied by Dr. Mario, and then he has with him a, a giant Rob, who's supposed to be, like, his Metal Gear. This sounds and insane. There's really, there's, those are the things that make me want to continue because I want to see all of these fun little sure. things that they do, they, these homages to these franchises. Yeah. Like, it's, and I'm enjoying it very much for that. That's really, really cool, actually. The thing that they got that creative with it and utilizing these franchises that they're borrowing to such a high degree. And I'm sure once Nintendo shared their ideas with these franchises, the franchises were probably like, oh, of course, please do this. And now that you say the way it com- it's coming out, it's pretty exciting to see. I can't wait to see. Have you experienced any like Mega Man stuff? 
Yes. I Anything um, interesting with that? I'm stuck on Dr. Wiley. It's <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Wiley's really hard to beat because it's nice. him. It's Dr. Wiley he has, as, for, as Dr. Mario, and then he has a bunch of Mega Mans mm-hmm. that are supposed to be like his robot masters, and they're all metal. Cause, you know, like um, there's a character attribute in some of the Smash games where they're metal, so they don't really mm-hmm. fly as far. They pretty much – it's almost like they have armor, like your moves don't interrupt them. Mm-hmm. And so you have to fight like – I think it's like eight of those robot masters and him, <laughs> and it's a pain in the fucking ass. Nice. <laughs> Like they're 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 good. It's fun. That it's sounds like fun. fun. Wow, that's cool. Any base or trouble in there by chance? Uh, not that I've encountered so far. Oh, gotcha. I know that Terrible. base does come out in like Mega Man's Final Smash. That's all I really know. Yeah. And Mega Man currently is the only playable Mega Man character in the game, right? Yes. I wonder if they're going to make a what DLC a shame, character yeah. for Mega Man. That would I, be amazing. Speaking of, okay, so. They won't, <laughs> because what they've said so far is... <laughs> well, fuck you, too. I know, right? Jesus. Well, Nintendo's come out and said that all of the characters in their DLC are going to be characters that have never been featured in the franchise before. Okay. So they're all going to be brand new characters. Okay, I respect so, that. So just because Proto Man is part of Mega Man's Final Smash, that's considered a feature, technically? Well, because Mega Man, in general, is featured in the game. Oh, so it's new you franchises all together. Yeah. Does X wow. count as a new franchise? I was wondering the same <laughs> that, thing. That would be pretty amazing. Give me zero. zero. Yeah. yeah. Zero would Why be haven't cool. they put zero in there? Right. He already owns in Marvel vs. Capcom. That's a whole other game, though. He's an assist trophy, I believe zero is. But then again, oh, oh, really? I think so. So is Isabel? Is Isabel an assist trophy, too? Isabel? Oh, is she an assist trophy and also a character now? I think so. Because oh, I remember when she funny. was announced, people were losing their, their freaking minds that she was in the game because she was an assist trophy. Who knows? Uh, either way, so, yeah, I, I've knows? heard she's actually a pretty annoying character to deal with as well. She has I don't know this if you've one thing with, with like a fishing rod that's pretty damn annoying. Oh, really? other, <laughs> other than that, she's not. She's she's not that great. The only game besides Soul Calibur Two where you have to worry about someone using a fishing rod. Oh no, I'm thinking <laughs> of a fishing net from Zelda. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> when Link uses a fishing net as like a, an unlockable weapon, I love that mm-hmm. game. Soul Calibur Two is so good. Anyway, but yeah, so that's really cool. Then Smash Brothers Ultimate, I really really want it. My excuse has been that I'm trying to save up for Christmas presents, and I'm I'm almost there. Once I buy, finish up my, my Christmas shopping, I'm getting on that game. Screw them. Just get just get them. Just... <laughs> You're talking to the one to the left, and then I have to say that. Give them a, a Christmas card thanking them for contributing to AJ Smash Brothers. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the thing was, I pre-ordered and paid the game in full for him for his Christmas present, and he goes and tells me, oh, I'm going to pre-order it myself, so I had to return it. You could have said, no, don't do that. Yeah, you don't need to say that. No, no, he, you ruined your own Christmas gift. That's I don't believe you. Now you're smashless. Yeah. Fake news. Fake news. Oh, my gosh. I don't believe in it. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on a little bit because Cynthia does have sin, does have a story that she wants to talk about as far as Spider-Gwen. Just to lean us more into the Spider-Man topic that we have at hand later on. Yeah, so I know you guys brought it up for the last episode and then they were saying that you, they were going to include two more uh, Spider-Verse movies into the series. So it was just announced by Sony producer Amy Pascal that the female-oriented Spider-Man movie is going to be centered around Spider-Gwen. And the two confirmed characters are going to be Cindy Moon, which is Silk, and Jessica Drew, which is Spider-Woman, are going to be, like I said, the two already confirmed characters in in the series. Uh, and she also said for the next Spider-Verse, for the sequel, it's going to focus more on the romance between Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy. I know that's kind of, we should lean more towards that when we talk about the actual movie. Yeah, we'll movie. get there. Mm-hmm. But it's going to focus more on their relationship and their romance 
So <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you're putting us to shame with the detail in these stories. Yeah, we, right. We, no, no. <laughs> we, we put very little effort into our stories. <laughs> Sometimes I'm yeah. pulling it up as the podcast. And also, right. um, <laughs> and also, Pascal also she also confirmed that the plans for the live action Silk movie are still going ahead, but she's going to be unrelated to the Spider Gwen movie appearance. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So they're doing a live action Spider Gwen movie? I don't remember. No. Oh, still. Still. still, still. still. That's right. <laughs> Which will be, it seems badass. Have we talked about the, the announced uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Venom-Verse, whatever you want to call them, films yet? Because there's actually a few more. Craven I, the Hunter is yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. Sinister Six is Sinister still Six is still yes. a thing yeah, for some thing. reason. They're working toward uh, it. Morbius. You guys familiar with Morbius? The Vampire? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, He's he's uh, Jared Leto set to play Morbius. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I, you know, yeah, I can see that. I think we talked about I, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If there, yeah, if there's one thing I could see his weird ass doing, <laughs> it's Morbius. Like I think that, that's actually pretty good casting. I'm pretty excited for that. I could see that being Silk's a good thing. one of them. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that as well. She's a really cool character. Yeah, she is. Right. For sure. the, the only thing is, I'm surprised that. Was she the director that announced all this? The producer. The producer. I, I kind of wish she would have kept. A little details, like, off, just because I didn't want to know about... I, I kind of like the way they end... Well, the potential romance that could or may or may not have gone on between Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy in Spider-Verse. It's not totally leaned into in the movie. Not We'll get to the movie later, but, again, I, I kind of would have liked to be more surprised about what that was going to turn into for the next movie. Um, and I kind of wanted Silk to be more of a surprise. I mean, it's obvious, kind of, in that if they're going to make a Spider-Women movie... She'd, it would be amazing to have her in it, but I would have liked maybe a teaser trailer or just to have her be a surprise rather than it all being exposed before the movie's even officially, officially announced, I guess. Um, so I think we, it's too bad that they're giving so, we, so much away. So we talked a little bit about this before the week we started exactly recording the podcast. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. How about how AJ's very anal about spoilers? I just, you know, I don't know why. Welcome like to the podcast, you know, AJ. The most why minor of spoilers. I know. <laughs> why are you even here then if you're so <laughs> anal about it? I'm just saying, why can't there be any more surprises in Hollywood? AJ, you're out. <laughs> I know. I just don't know why there can't be any more surprises. It just but, sucks. It, it was a surprise reading this. I got excited I guess just so. reading about okay, it. Fair, you know? fair play. Fair it's play. still a surprise. It is, and, and it is really exciting. I look forward to seeing Silk in live action and also in the art style of the Spider-Verse universe. I think that's going to be really, really cool. Can the listeners please send AJ at AJ Applesauce every single spoiler, yeah, every single rumor, every movie, every movie ever, please. Anything that you think I'd like, spoil it. Yeah, things you won't like, just send it to him. <laughs> you can even send it to P.T. Chava and he'll retweet it. To exactly. <laughs> he'll tag me in we it eventually. It'll, it'll trickle down to me eventually, yes, definitely. But no, but no, that is really exciting. What are your thoughts on it, though, Cynthia? I'm excited. I mean, my two favorite Spider-Women are obviously Spider-Gwen and Silk. So those were the two characters I was wanting to expect and wanting to see. So I am very excited for it, I gotta say. Um, but I want to say I want to see more. I want to be able to see Anya Corazon, which is like the protege for Jessica Drew. Mm. Um, and just maybe see more characters, but... We'll have to wait and see what other characters are announced. I don't know about you guys if you want any more characters to appear or... In the, that movie in particular? That, yeah, any more Spider-Women, I'm curious to guys? hear who the villain would be. Like, who they'd be going Yeah, that up would against. be really fun. I mean, there is one female antagonist that we'll talk about later that I think would be a fun addition. But, I mean, I don't know if she'll be a part of that. Anyway, but, um, I mean, I, I would like to see Penny Parker come back, though. Penny oh, yeah. Parker was... 
pretty spectacular, I think. I, I would have liked a little more screen time of her in Spider-Verse, but she was a very welcome addition. I hope that they put her in the female Spider-Verse movie. Very much so. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, but didn't they make a an animated Spider-Girl TV show or something like yeah. that? They did? Mm-hmm. Is that out already? A full-on TV show? Yeah, like an animated oh. TV show. I actually was unaware of that. Yeah, Is it out right now? For, you know? for like Spider-Gwen? Because I know they have that. At, it's like a cartoon with Miss Marvel. Oh, like Is Disney that, XD and all that? Is yeah. that what you're thinking of? Uh, yeah. Is that what you're thinking of? I or think is it so. like an anime anime you were saying? No, no, no animated. Not anime anime. Oh, okay. I thought gotcha. you said anime. Gotcha. <laughs> it could be a thing. I apologize. I, either way, I think a movie would be really, really cool. No, but there's already, yeah, the cartoon with Spider-Gwen. She's That's referred cool. to as Ghost Spider, which is kind of a name I like better for her in the in that series. Sure. <laughs> It's good. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Spider. Mm-hmm. Cool little alter ego to it. Yeah, I like that. With Miss Marvel and uh, Squirrel Girl is another Miss <laughs> She's another main character in that wow. series. It's okay. <laughs> Everybody else can go home. Squirrel Girl's here. Yes. She did defeat uh, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's she's how powerful that. she is. Mm-hmm. She defeated Doctor Doom. I think Doom. even like Galactus. Yeah, it's, she's OP. Yeah, she's she's yeah. OP. I'm so happy. That's freaking Squirrel awesome. Squirrel Girl for Smash Ultimate. Yes. <laughs> please. And for the Spider-Women Spider-Verse movie, please. That would be awesome. <laughs> they got to throw her in there somehow. They'll find a way. Maybe they'll be in like Yellowstone Forest or something like that. No, they may... <laughs> I remember, this is probably a rumor, but I, I thought I remembered hearing that Anna Kendrick was signed on to play Squirrel Girl in something. Am I wrong? Am I, wrong? I think I that was a rumor. I that think was that would be rumor. awesome. Yeah, she looked like she'd be a good yeah. Squirrel Girl. She yeah. does, actually. Mm-hmm. She does. <laughs> She's got the personality for it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. super bubbly and all that. <laughs> kind of chattery. Yeah. It seemed kind of teeth to you a little bit. I don't know. Well, not to be rude. It's just that she kind of has like little cute teeth, that's all. Like a little front teeth. I don't know. I thought I think she would be a perfect Squirrel Girl. But um, so speaking of Spider-Women and Spider-Verse and Spider-Men, all that stuff, we did, as we mentioned earlier, go, went to go see Spider-Verse, into the Spider-Verse that is, and um, what do you guys think of the movie, without spoiling much at the beginning? Okay, so non-spoilers. We'll, we'll move into spoilers we'll, we'll, eventually. We'll let you guys know when we go into spoilers. The, yes. I thought the soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, Bump it was super it was great. good, yeah. Every, every song. Every song. All appropriate, great. Per- perfectly placed. It made the scenes that much more exciting. It made me get into it. Sin and I were bobbing our heads through like the whole movie. Yeah. And it, it made it more immersive for, for me, sure. I think. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it, more so than a live action movie does. Because mm-hmm. when you hear like a, a, a like a top 40 song sure. in a live action movie, it always feels kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. But because it's animated, it kind of feels more believable. Yes. Especially in the way that they do it, it really pulls you into this world. It feels like a, a world that's alive and, yes. and yes. living and breathing and there's people in it. And... God, I loved it. It was it was really good. It was yeah, the soundtrack is great. And yes. I think a lot of that music was made yeah, the for themes, the actual yeah. movie. Yeah, the I wouldn't theme song is amazing. Sunflower. Yes. Sunflower. If you ever get take Post Malone. I don't know it's, the other. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that, that one's amazing. I'm like bumping it <laughs> right now. Heck yeah, no, super good soundtrack. I got to say the art style was original and super fun. It was like a mix of CGI with stop motion esque kind of animation as well. I just thought it was a really cool art style for sure. Yeah, it was kind of choppy at times in the yes. beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was by design. Yes, of yes. course. But the drop frames. It, it, it kind of took me. Out of it oh, sometimes. Interesting. But then, like ten minutes into the movie, I didn't even notice it anymore. You got used yes. to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it and the art style changed throughout the entire. There were certain scenes where it looked like it had like a a shading to it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And there are other scenes where it just looked clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was even some scenes that I thought to myself, "Am I watching this movie in 3D?" It was really weird. Oh, it had, it had like a purple outline to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they it was definitely crazy. made sure to influence that. But uh, I've heard it's a really good spectacle in 3D also. It is available to Yeah, I want to watch it in IMAX. I definitely want <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. We, we actually saw it in Dolby Cinema and the soundtrack was 
awesome it in that. Like amazing. you feel the bass every time. It's really really cool. Um, you feel every punch that's being thrown as well. It was super great. The very sound design sub- was absolutely yeah. spectacular. It was very submersive for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, for sure. Um, as far as characters go, were there any that you liked that you didn't like, guys? I thought they were all great. Yeah, they were all amazing. Yeah. Every single they were one all of them. Great. All appropriate. I was a little weirded out with Penny Parker, I will admit, because okay. I did not expect her of all the characters to be there. But I fell in love with her. I thought she was oh, the most adorable little thing. Super cute. Yeah, <laughs> like so totally cute. animated out. I love that for, for her in particular. I, I mentioned with Sin after we saw the movie that they actually made her mouth operate similar to like an anime character would, where it's not every syllable she's actually moving her mouth. I thought that was a really fun little detail they threw in. They do that with they, they do that with every character, I think. Yeah. It, uh, Spider-Man Noir, how he's all voiced by Nicolas Cage. Nicolas yes. Cage. <laughs> Great addition Cage. I didn't know about oh, yeah. until the movie. Neither did I. I didn't pick up, up on it until after the movie. I was like, I know that voice. Like, oh, who, right. who, is, who that? is he? And yeah. the credits, it's like, damn, I knew it. Right. Yeah, that was great. And Super cool addition. Like how he can only, like, they touch on it, it's like a joke, because he sees a Rubik's Cube, but he can only yes. see in black and white. Yeah. Like, I will solve this. Yeah. I don't understand it. <laughs> and then even um, Spider-Ham, like yes. how he kind of carries over his cartoonish properties, how he can just pull like that mallet out of nowhere. Yes. Like, he, like it's... John, uh, who, who voices him? John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Yes. Great comedian. Yes, very great, funny. amazing, very comedian. cool. And so, yeah, the comedy was amazing in the movie. Yes, I feel like I was laughing very well all uh-huh. the time. Yeah, it was really good. And then yes. also the 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 introduction of partic- certain villains was handled very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, super surprising. Yeah, like the universe, For one of them in particular. The universe. I think having this movie star Miles Morales was the perfect way to do it mm-hmm. because the world is already there. Spider Man already exists in this world. And Some fun you, stuff to talk about in spoilers. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you can just introduce oh, yeah. all these villains that already have, have established. Like, they don't hold your hand. They don't explain this villain has this origin story. This mm-hmm. one has that. It's, it's just there. If you know it, you know it. You don't, you don't. Like, yeah. it's, and it's better off for it. Oh, like, yeah. It's yes. incredible. It saves time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anything, the way they introduce certain origin stories was it done in a very fun and comedic yeah. way, I would say. It was done in a very good way, I think. Yeah. And not towards the villains, but more so our, our protagonists mm-hmm. in the movie. I love that, and I hope it's not spoiling too much, but how they do it, like Digimon style. Mm-hmm. The first two stories oh, yeah, were, that were really good. slow, and then the last three were super just, quick. Yeah, <laughs> they just kind of went Digimon through Digimon style, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they do a same, the same thing with the main villain who is, who's of Kingpin, yes. in which they, they give you his motivations, and they mm-hmm. do it very quickly in a very effective way yeah very much um, so which is awesome yeah one thing one thing that threw me off about this movie was Kingpin's proportions yeah, yeah. 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 it was really yeah, weird shoulders way above his head and yeah. it's like his head was like shrunken into mid torso yeah he looked like the penguin yeah pretty much well, he's supposed much. to be an intimidating character yeah, I was he's say, over yeah, six yeah. feet 400 pounds yeah. I mean so I don't know. his proportions could... it was very well animated <laughs> it was just the head placement mostly he looked like a hunchback yeah you see the double chin that boy has some scoliosis that's all I know but <laughs> but no, very cool character design for Kingpin as well. He was intimidating in that movie. Yes, yeah. He was a looming figure that you did not want to mess with for sure. Um, but yeah, ultimately yeah. enjoyed the movie. What, go ahead. Um, and I also liked uh, what they did with Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a cool new was, r- way of doing it. Too. I did not see that coming. I, yeah. I didn't realize it was him until uh, Peter Parker actually says his yeah. name. I was like, oh, crap. Really? Whoa. Yeah, I was yeah. like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> and I think in the Ultimates universe, which is where Miles Morales mm-hmm. was, made his debut, mm-hmm. I believe... 
it, it was either Green Goblin or Hobgoblin. They are actually goblins. It's oh, not okay. just a person yeah. in a mask yeah. like in the mainstream Marvel uh, comic book universe. I personally so liked it like, better that way. Cool. It made it more kind of cinematic and fun yeah. rather than just another human character that he's fighting against. It's actually a full-on monster, which was cool. Yeah. So as far as starting off the movie, how would you, how would you guys uh, describe it? Like, how, how did the story go for you? Uh, it was a great origin story. Kind of had um, sadness at the beginning, mm-hmm. right from the start. Well, it had comedy, of course, right from the beginning. Sure. Then it hits you with some sadness. Yeah. Then a lot more comedy. I really loved uh, Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. I I thought he was the best Spider Man yeah, in there. Really he good. was great. And I it took me a bit, and then I finally started to hear it, it was my girlfriend. She's like, "Oh, it's Nick from New Girl." Oh, New was, Girl that yeah. was it. That's all I can imagine at that point. Mm-hmm. And they captured his humor particularly very, very well. Like, you could hear not only his voice, but the jokes. You could kind of tell that he probably maybe helped with the writing of them a little bit. It just very much felt like that actor, very much so. I, mean, I like that yeah. his Spider-Man was kind of like the down-on-his-luck Spider-Man. Yes, he was very much so. Do we just want to go into spoilers? I feel like that's kind of... Yeah, you know what? If you guys are ready, the, for you who are listen, who's listening, we're getting into spoilers now. Okay, Go so, for okay, it. it. Yeah, so I do love that. It's the 15-year gap Spider-Man, and yeah. he, he was whatever about it. See, I, I, <laughs> here's the thing I love about that Spider-Man, is that he's kind of over it, but he's been doing it so long, he's he's good at it. Yeah, like, he's he'll, still he'll just be like, good. watch, he's going to say, you have 24 hours? Yeah. You have 24 hours. Yeah. Have 24 he winks at him. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really, they have a lot of fun with, with that mm-hmm. aspect of because it. Because this Spider-Man, well... The first Spider-Man actually dies, which is the Tobey Maguire sport, uh, Spider-Man. Supposedly. Was it actually voiced by Tobey no, Maguire? No, Oh, okay. Chris I was going to say, I didn't recognize it. It was voiced by Chris Pine. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that I'm was s- another one where I was just like, I know this voice. Who is this guy? That's cool. He, he, I mean, he was barely in the movie. I didn't even get a chance to re- recognize his voice, but good to know. Okay. Why do you say supposedly? Because... You're um, telling me they do that finger scene in the comics? <laughs> That's what I mean. They kind of, I love that there's they also not Spider-Man a giant 3. green goblin in that in that those movies. No, yeah, well, it's just it, I'm assuming it's just through that ten year gap. It was just kind of a story. You can use your if you wanted to. You can argue that it is that universe in your your head canon, if sure. you will. Yes. And in my head canon, it is honestly because I think that makes it more fun because they do poke fun of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. three yes. dance scene yeah, where he's yes. going down mm-hmm. the, the great street. reference or yeah. the, the, also the Mary Jane scene where they're having uh, lunch yeah, and then exa- the car gets thrown and through he the just window, punches yes, exactly. the car like it's <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. They start off with that, and I'm those like, are wow, nods. Those are, are definitely big. Oh, nods. extremely. Yeah. 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 Right away, that caught me in. I I love that. That's how it started. Yeah, it pulled me right in. Oh making fun of itself and how he loves his life and stuff. Yes. But he was only Spider-Man, I believe, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then yes. our favorite Spider-Man, I'm assuming, I don't know, Sins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, for six, uh, 616, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and uh, <laughs> Jake Johnson, he was Spider-Man for 15 years, so he had five years on top of the experience. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right. I also love the fact that they made him an overweight. Not oh, yeah. overweight, but just like a you know, very... He let, he let himself go. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because I remember watching the trailers. I'm like, why is he wearing sweatpants? <laughs> what is going on? What? And then the movie explained, him, oh my gosh. And he wears a Hysterical. Like, most of the movie. Yeah, yeah. most of the orders of it. Like all of a sudden he just loses the sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, super cool. So uh, the way this movie starts off is that you do have Miles Morales being a kid who's going to a school he doesn't want to. It's for privileged kids and such, and kids of higher intelligence for sure, gifted kids. Um, and then he runs ac- accidentally into Peter Parker, the one that we knew from 
potentially the Tobey Maguire universe, and he gets killed by Kingpin. He's essentially overpowered. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that was a shock. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Well, he dies Very in the sad, comics though. for yeah. Miles Morales, but he's not killed by Kingpin. He's actually killed by Green Goblin. So there you that's go. How he, that's yeah. why you're here. So I, already, yeah, so I already <laughs> expected it to see it. Mm. It was still very sad, I would yeah. say. But... Sound like your voice is breaking. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just so sad. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> We're going to get a tear by the end of this episode. You watch. Probably. I'm already tearing up just thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. yeah. So there was a pretty emotional scene in the sense that, like, it kind of just, I was dumbfounded. Like, Spider-Man actually was killed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy to see. You never really see that in Marvel movies, of all things, as well, where the hero actually full-on dies, aside from Infinity War. Spoilers. But, like, <laughs> to actually die by force, it doesn't happen very often with a protagonist, if you And will. how it happens, how he yes, just crushed, crushed him. And even then, I didn't believe it when he said dispose of the body. Yeah. It wasn't until they showed it on the news, Peter Parker... Yeah. Wow. Is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they exposed that. It's actually a kid named Peter Parker and all what that. What threw me off is, yeah. is Kingpin not known as a bad guy? Uh, I don't know because uh, Miles Morales' dad later on in the movie, when he sees Kingpin, he doesn't necessarily like say his name or anything like that. Like I don't know if anyone ever says his name or at least the police don't. So is it safe to assume that Peter Parker never told Mary Jane because he was calling her up like towards the middle scene? Where they're breaking into his... Yeah, um, that's the one thing I didn't say. I mean, if you're married, that's your wife. You know your secret I, identity. How do you not know who your villains are? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you not know who your enemies Wait, are? I'm lost. What do, you, what do you mean? There was a scene where he was having it, a dinner. Like they, a memorial for him, a dinner. Yeah, it was and, hosted by Kingpin, and Mary Jane was there. Right. Oh, that... Okay, yeah, I see yeah. yeah, so it's like, does no one know that Kingpin's an actual villain in this universe? And it seems like that's the case. Like, he's not out about it yet. I think in the comic books, depending on the storyline, he is, and some of them he is. Yeah. Some of them he, he's yeah. out. He's known as a villain, mm-hmm. and then and some, some others he's not. He's so kind of known Lex as Luther. like a businessman. <laughs> yeah. He's a very shady businessman. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think see. in this one he's just not. A, he's just he's not. But then that goes back to, to Peter Parker never told Mary Jane about his wife, his own yeah. wife, about yeah. any of these villains. <laughs> just kind of a side note, right. but no, I yeah, guess I didn't even think about that. If you have a, any supervillains, AJ, you better be telling me right now. Like. I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I find one. Hopefully never. But no, yeah, that, that was a very shocking start to the movie. And then from there, you kind of get to know Peter, or Peter, Miles Morales' character. Um, you get to know his family as well, who are pretty charming. The one family member, since we're in spoilers, it turns out to be working for Kingpin all along. Yeah. Prowler. Prowler, which was an amazing if villain, If you were a fan of the comic books, you already, you already know knew. that. Okay. Yeah, you already knew. You already knew that, that <laughs> Peter Parker was going to die, and you already knew that, yeah, that his uncle was the Prowler. Sure. But the, they, they build up to it in as though you're, you're not supposed to know. You don't know. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I can only guess that many people who go see this movie aren't going to know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the, the way that it's done is really good. Super fun reveal. Yeah. Yes. And he was, was a really, he's a much cooler character in this than he is in the comic books. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I thought so as well. In the yeah. comic books, he's really just like a, like a C-level villain. A he's kind of just a theft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. But in this one, they actually kind of make him a badass. He is yeah. brutal in this yeah. movie. Like, he was scary. Like, when it shows Miles Morales, he goes to visit his uncle because he's down on times and he's all depressed and sad about things. And he's actually friends with his, his uncle on his dad's side. I guess his dad and his uncle are kind of estranged from one another, it seems, in the movie. Um, but again, for whatever reason, Miles Morales, like, you know, he loves his uncle, and they have a good little friendship between themselves, or between each other, I should say. Um, and so he goes to visit him to be consoled, I guess just to connect with someone mm-hmm. um, on more of his rebellious side. I guess it's probably how they relate with one another. And 
his uncle is not home at the time, but then when eventually his uncle gets there and he realizes that he is the Prowler. Mm-hmm. And that whole scene of the Prowler chasing down Miles Morales was pretty freaky. Like, it was almost like, I don't want to say horror-esque, but a little jump scary It was for very sure. menacing, for yes, sure. Yes, very yeah. menacing. That's a good word for yes. it. Love that very much so. And from there, how would you guys say the story carries on from that point? So it's really just Miles Morales kind of being in over his head. He's got these, yes. these new... Spy- we didn't even touch on that. So he gets he gets spider powers. He yes. He's by the radioactive spider. Spoilers. Where did um, that spider come from? It looked all futuristic. It did, did it come look- from a different dimension? It came... Well, the movie hinted that it did come from a different dimension because it was uh, glitching out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, it was glitching out. So oh. the movie hints that it was from a different dimension, which is like a complete take, different take from what the comics are. I could mm-hmm. go into detail with that. I don't know if you guys want me to, but I probably... Go ahead. Sure. So, in the comics, basically, Prowler is the reason why Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man. He is hired to um, get to steal some stuff, basically, and the spider crawls into his bag, and then it bites Miles Morales, and that's mm. how it becomes the new uh, mm. Spider-Man. And the one thing I did like about the movie was the take that Miles Morales wants to be Spider-Man. As yes. soon as he's bitten, that's what he wants. In the comics, it's completely different. He is mm-hmm. bitten like two months before the death of Peter Parker, and he wants nothing to do with it mm-hmm. whatsoever. Gotcha. Which, you know, makes sense. If you're 13 years old and you get bitten by a radioactive tiger, <laughs> you know, why would you want to become a superhero? You know, why would you want that responsibility? And sure. the death of Peter Parker is what causes him to finally make that transition that you know what this is what I should he be blames doing. himself right yeah he blames oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he says he could have actually yeah, he, done that's, something mm-hmm. but he was exactly. too afraid he didn't exactly. know how to do anything about yes. it yeah at the yes. time I, w- I was kind of hoping in, in the comic books there's a there's a there's a scene where 616 Spider-Man comes into the ultimate Miles Morales yes, universe yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the death of the main Spider-Man mm-hmm. of that universe mm-hmm. and they, they 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 bond a little bit they yes. they help each other out and then there's 616 Spider-Man says some says to Miles Morales something along the lines of, I think this universe's Spider-Man would have been proud of you or something like that. And That's I was cool. kind of hoping for a, a scene like that in this movie, which we didn't right. quite get. Not uh, word for word and shot for shot anyway. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I do agree with you, but I think at the very least, the Spider-Man that we care about a lot, which is Peter B. Parker, um, at least we get the, his approval by the end of the movie for sure, which I thought was really awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I do agree, though. It would have been cool to get that from original Peter Parker of that universe, but at the same time, um, Peter oh, B. No, Parker's it wasn't original. Was cool. It was a different universe than oh, okay. Spider-Man. Gotcha. It was, well, it, it was, yeah, version. it was more, because like Sin was saying, yeah. how mm-hmm. he didn't want to be Spider-Man yes. mm-hmm. initially in the comic books, mm-hmm. and the death of the main Spider-Man is what pushes him over the edge yeah. and makes him actually do it. And then, he, even then, he's in the comic books, he still kind of has doubts with himself. He's mm-hmm. still kind of just like, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. Am I even living up to the mantle? And then it isn't until the other, this mainstream Spider-Man comes over and I see. They, they team up. And then he's just like, you know what? This universe is in good hands. The, the, this universe of Spider-Man would have been proud. Sure. How did he uh, end up really in that <laughs> How does he end up in that universe? I don't remember. Cindy, you know? I don't remember, actually. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay gotcha. It's like so many damn details. Yeah. It's hard oh, to okay. keep track of oh, everything. Yeah, she owns the Spider-Verse yeah. collection, and that is a Bible of sorts. Yeah, and but he does he does move into uh, the main Spider-Man, 616. Miles Morales is now in that, cur- our yeah. current, that current That universe. happens like way later on. There's like a yeah. big gap. He's in yeah, the, he's, he's like, thir- he goes to that universe when he's 17, so he starts mm. off as Spider-Man when he's 13, and then he goes to Earth 616 when he's 17. So, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That, that clears it up. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, then that's it's pretty cool to see how that all went down. Um, as far as <laughs> villains go, what did you guys think of them? 
because we talked about Kingpin a little bit, but we did have one big, at least in my opinion, a big surprise that as to one of the other reveal. villains. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. um, <laughs> want to talk about where, where she comes from or who she is before we find out? So, Miles Morales. Or they. Uh, and <laughs> Peter B. Parker. Yes. <laughs> down on, I love that little The nod. down on his luck Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> they, we should just start calling him Chubby Spider. Chubby, Chubby Spider. Spider. Spider Chubb. That sounds that pretty. That sounds something else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Um, so Chubby, Chubby Spider <laughs> and Miles Morales. They, they, I tried. They go into a facility. To, I don't even. I saw this a week ago. I don't remember exactly why. Maybe you guys. It's okay. Remember. We'll clear it he up. He goes um, to the facility because uh, the that that Earth Spider Man gives him like a little disc to destroy the machine that goes through the interdimensional dimension, the, the interdimensional machine. Yeah. machine. Yes. Miles Morales during his first fight ends up destroying it, <laughs> and yes. so they have to go there to get a new new copy for. That's right. That's yes. right. And while they're there, um, <clears throat> Spider B Parker. Whatever, whatever, whatever I called him, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> Chubby he, Spider. He has to distract uh, the the doc, the scientist lady that's working for, for Kingpin. That's the working head for scientist. Kingpin, the head scientist, it's, it's in order for Miles Morales to uh, log onto the computer and get what they need. <laughs> and as that's happening, it's slowly revealed that the scientist is maybe more than what she seems. Yes. she's a bit more sinister. Like she's talking to Spider Man. Spider Man thinks that he's like he's playing her, wooing he's, her. Maybe. Yeah, he's wooing her a little bit. Like sure. Uh, and then he gets strapped to a chair, and that's when he's like, "Wait, what's going on?" He's like, "What did you say your name was?" And he's, she's like, "Octavius or something, something Octavia, Julia Octavia, or something and along those lines." The, yeah, and any fan of the comic books knows that the Octavius name is synonymous with the villain Doctor Octopus. Yes. yes. So then it's revealed that she's Doc Ock. <laughs> Doc it, it was really cool a the really way cool they female Doctor Octopus. Out. Yeah, super she cool. Was dope, though. She oh was. yeah. The way her arms worked, it was kind of funny that they were kind of like bubbly plastic kind of arms though yeah. as well. Like they were meant to be very flexible. And mm-hmm. I thought she was a great addition to the movie. Oh yeah, with that, oh, yeah. And it comes out of nowhere. I didn't see it coming. No, out, and I loved yeah. that it that it that it surprised me. Was yeah. she female in the Spider Verse stories? No. Oh really? So. Oh gotcha. Oh, the character itself, gotcha. If Doc Ock even plays a, a role in those stories, but um, yeah, super fun reveal, and she's a great villain. It's pretty badass actually too. She yeah, can take she a punch. Yeah. Like, she was my favorite villain. Right. Of the movie. So oh, from yeah. from there, uh, Spider B or Peter B Parker and Miles Morales have to escape from the facility that they're at once they steal the data that they need from Doc Ock. They escape. Oh, well, they try to anyway. Doc Ock chases them into the forest, and then that's when we get Spider Gwen introduced to us as actual Spider Gwen because we do meet Gwen Stacy earlier in the movie before her name is revealed, and then that's when more badassery ensues. You could say. Yes. Yes. How would you guys describe the fight scene if you had to talk about it? Well, apparently we're here now. <laughs> I mean, it was good. All of the fight scenes, all I think, were really, yeah, really good. Amazing. Super well directed really, and orchestrated. Oh, yeah. Especially the final one when they're juggling all the different spider people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all these different villains. We get a few other villains. Uh, oh, yeah. get Scorpion. This Scorpion. Tombstone. There, that's his name. I couldn't remember his name. I looked at him and I'm just like Solomon Grundy, but no. right, no, I, I, but the Marvel version. I think yeah. I played too much of the video game because my mind automatically went to Doc, Mr. Negative, yeah. <laughs> just because he kind of looks yeah, like him right. a little yeah. bit. And I'm all like, wait, no, I'm a filthy liar. That's too. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so that that was a pretty fun villain yeah. as well. I mean, he didn't they didn't give him too much to do, but he was fun in some scenes for sure. Um, Aunt May was also a pretty big badass. So this she was. Also, she was. Oh, yeah. She was really fun. Well, she, she, she's been at me like she was the, the Parker in this universe was Spider-Man for 10 years. So you can only assume she knew 
and she mm-hmm. was in on it, so she was she was used to it. Like she didn't seem phased by any of the no, shit that was no, going no. on. Like mm-hmm. she was down. Mm-hmm. She was ready for some shit. She knew who Doc Ock was because in she says my friends call me Susie, I believe, mm-hmm. and then Aunt May actually says, "Hey, Susie." That's so. pretty wild. Oh, oh wow, well, good. I didn't notice I didn't that before. That. Yeah. Good catch, man. Yeah, that was actually really cool. But yeah, she's really fun. As you mentioned, Peter, she's like into the universe. She understands what's going on, and she like welcomes all the other Spider-Men and women when yeah. they go to meet her. That was really cool. And you find out that Aunt May was helping them all along, and they were kind of waiting, I guess, for Miles Morales to eventually show up and catch up with things. Yeah, because I guess other Spider-People of the universe yes. have been thrown into this world, unbeknownst to the to the, the characters we've met so far as yeah. well as the audience mm-hmm. and then they go to Aunt May's house for something I don't remember I think they all remember. know that she's the one that they should go to for some reason that's maybe right. it's their sixth sense or their spider sense and then sense. they show up and she's not surprised at all mm-hmm. She's and then it's revealed that there's actually other spider people that it can't she, she says something along the lines of you think you, you like, think you're, you're the only, only ones that thought to come here <laughs> right and so that's when we get introduced to spider ham yeah um, no worries spider man mm-hmm. as well Parker. as Penny Parker yeah. yes can we just talk about the scene when they're actually walking to the shed and he's like I got a shed like that yeah and then he's, actually, he's actually describing his apartment I yeah. think when he's actually in it I love that when they get in the elevator to get lower down he's like oh, that's kind of pretentious <laughs> I love those little jokes so many easter eggs in there too right. I love the, the, oh the, the spider God. mobile the spider bug whatever yes oh the, the mm-hmm. costume from the video game yes yeah, it's in there as well it's like to the far yeah. left uh-huh. that was really cool I remember pointing that out during the movie I was like yeah. so excited I think the spider cycle was in there yes it was um yeah it was really good pretty much like the bat cave of spider-man exactly it was really really cool to watch the movie over again just to get all the little details because i saw there were just so many of them in Mm -hmm. the movie oh yeah (laughs) if anything i mean we can get into more of this later but i just want to say that this movie just gets me ready for again this the sequel to this movie as Mm -hmm. well as the spider women uh spinoff as well i just the all the nods and everything that this movie did it just—it's got me hype. I'm ready. Oh yeah, for more. I'm all in for any sequels that they would make oh, to this yeah. movie. Yes. So uh, earlier, Peter, I think it was you, Peter, that mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> I guess we start to learn more about Kingpin's motivations. The whole reason why these characters are colliding into Miles Morales's universe is because Kingpin wants to be able to bring back his dead wife and child. Yes. And so the only way that he feels he can do that is by hiring Doc Ock, who's a scientist that's able to bring interdimensional or dimensions into one another and crash them into where he's able to obtain his family again who died because of his own cause Mm -hmm. Um, and so he feels guilty about that he obviously misses his family and so that's why all these other characters are coming into Miles Morales' universe um, which is why we have to meet uh, Kingpin later on in the movie as well for the final battle yes also yes which as you mentioned was really well done oh yeah yeah they give you his motivations in a very quick, uh, very quick way. In the same way that they give you the origin story to the other Spider Verse mm-hmm. characters, yeah. as we touched upon a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Every time they introduce a Spider Man, it's always a, a they, it's always in a comic book. <laughs> yes, the, the, yeah. the screen just goes into like it, it breezes past all of the bullet points of their origin and whatnot. That is until you get to like the. The last two, I think? Three. The last three. three. They kind of just speed past it. We're just right. like, okay, we've done this three times now. You get the idea. You know, Noir likes to beat up Nazis. <laughs> I, yeah. I was surprised I they added that word. That. <laughs> I was I like, what? <laughs> this movie's PG, but all right. Cool. But no, that was really fun. Beating I, up Nazis is always rated G. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> 
ST Geek podcast does not support Nazi waste. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a very, very well done movie for sure. Um, yeah, the final uh, scene was really awesome because the thing is, you you can't have all the spider people within this universe because since they came from different dimensions, they are actually starting to what's what's called glitching out, where their bodies kind of spontaneously almost combust in a way. They spontaneously glitch, showing that they don't belong in this universe. So the goal for this movie is to not only stop um, Kingpin, but also to get all these other spider people back to the universes they belong to before they actually die, essentially, yes. yep. is the way that it goes. And so that's part of the mission as well. I don't know. I thought it was done pretty darn well. Any yes. other thoughts as far as this movie goes, guys? Well, the last Please. fight scene was amazing. It was a trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. How everything, all from the different dimensions, were coming in, and uh, especially how uh, Doc Ock, yes. how she ended up getting hit by the truck. I think it was. Yeah. Oh my god, great. that was great. <laughs> we're in for a fight, guys. Boom, bitch <laughs> <laughs> is gone. It was pretty violent for that part for sure. Um, and I love the final scene between Miles Morales and Kingpin as well. That was like. He was getting overpowered, and yet he kind of found the strength within him. A hero's tale, you could say, at at the very end. Speaking of a hero's tale, so in between the us meeting all the spider people and the final scene, you actually have Miles Morales go toe-to-toe with the Prowler. Yes. And it's revealed to – because at this point, Miles Morales already knows that the Prowler is his uncle. Yeah. But it's unbeknownst to his uncle that the, this spider child is yes. Miles Morales. <laughs> so it's revealed to him in this fight, during the struggle, all the other spider people are occupied fighting the other villains. Mm-hmm. And then it's revealed, uh, as I said, that Miles Morales is actually the spider child to the problem. <laughs> and then... Hashtag spider child. Hashtag spider child. I like that. And almost immediately after, the kingpin... The prowler hesitates to... Uh, to finish off Miles Morales, yes. and so the Kingpin shoots him. So Miles Morales sees his uncle, whom he cares deeply for, yeah. get, he gets shot right in front of him. And throughout the entire movie, he's struggling to control his powers, mm-hmm. as well as just kind of... He wants to be Spider-Man, yes. as yeah. Sin pointed out earlier. He wants to be a hero, but he yes. just really doesn't know how mm-hmm. to get a handle on his powers. Yeah, he can't <laughs> use some of them at will. Right. And so after this scene, the other Spider-People... Tell him that he he's he's just not ready. Yeah. yeah, that they're gonna go handle it without him. And there's a very touching scene with him, with his, him and his father. A conversation between them, yeah. where his father talks to him uh, behind a door. Like there's a door between the two of them, and his father tells him is trying to tell him that his uncle's dead, and he's you can tell he's very heartbroken. Not only at the loss of his brother, but also at the fact that he seems to be. Uh, there's a distance between him and his child. He's worried he's losing him. I yeah. can see Sin yeah. kind of like getting really emotional. Just <laughs> it's just an emotional re- scene. Just reliving this. It right? is actually very emotional. I'm a yeah. crier. <laughs> it, it actually is. It made me... It was a very sad scene, was, but done very well. Oh, yeah. Like, um, you feel for, for both of these characters. And that's his turning point. That's, yeah. That's that is the turning, the turning point. That is the turning and point. And that's the turning point where, <laughs> where Miles Morales <laughs> kind of... Yes. Cue badass music right. and then training montage. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Rocky Five, <laughs> yeah. etc. But what was I going to say? That's where Spider Rock. Too. We forgot to mention that throughout, oh. up until this point, he's oh, actually yeah. wearing like a, a Spider-Man costume that he just bought at the store. Like, exactly. Yeah. From, from, from yeah. Stan, Stan Lee. From Stan and then uh, Peter, beats, uh, Peter B. Yeah, Parker Peter tells Parker. him... Uh, you don't wear your own Merc. Yeah, like, that's right. Just shoddy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, one part of that conversation, I'm not sure if you're getting to this though, Peter, but I love the verbiage that um, Miles Morales' dad uses in that 
he he's very proud of him and he's afraid of losing him but he's the reason why he's so proud of him is that he he sees a spark within mm-hmm. within his son and then that's when you realize he has certain powers that he hasn't quite fully untapped yet yes. and then as the story goes on and as Miles Morales starts to come into his own and realize that he can control his powers to a degree you start to realize the different levels of, of uh, power he does have which is really awesome his cloaking abilities and such and electricity wielding as well right yes are yes. these actual powers yes, here? Actual, yep. yes, yes are those the only two differences between him and uh, the standard I, I want to say there's more but at the top of my head those are the only two I could think of everything else is pretty standard Spider-Man-esque <laughs> gotcha yeah. and the first uh, Peter Parker that died was he the only Spider-Man that could actually shoot real web from his body or uh, that wasn't even confirmed in the in movie. The I didn't books? even notice it. No, he he can't. He has. The, oh, like, he also shoes. has cartridges as well. They actually showed that, and I don't think they actually showed that yeah, on on that Peter Parker on the original Peter the Parker, that, the, the Tobey Maguire the one, that one that was murdered. Yeah. Did he actually have I organic? I didn't. No, I didn't I see either it, way. It's supposed to be the like the. Well, if it is the Ultimates universe, like yeah, it it's kind of building inspiration from the Ultimates universe is where it actually comes out of his. His arm. And he doesn't have web shooters. I but see. that's not confirmed anyway. We, yeah. this, it, I was just curious. This universe yeah. feels like it's very much its own universe. universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, yeah. It pulls from a bunch of different storylines, yes. but it definitely feels like its own its Story. own pocket yeah. universe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Did you guys have a favorite spider person in this movie? Gwen. Spider-Man Noir. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I love I love the... <laughs> Spider-Gwen is Peter awesome. Peter B, but... Noir. Spider-Man he Noir was dope. is great. I he like how dope. he's just all like sad and kind of not sad, but very he was much noir. Sad. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a noir. He's very film. dark. And very like dark he turns from the Great Depression, okay? You're right? Yeah, he's naturally depressed. Excuse. He always has these monologues <laughs> like depressed. with himself. <laughs> yes. It's, it's really cool. I can't remember the scene, but there's a part where uh Miles, he's like, he's going through shit. I think that's when he finds out his uncle is the prowler. Mm-hmm. And he's like, This is a dark origin story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So many fun nods. Yeah. Every every line Nicolas Cage had in that movie, it makes me believe in that actor once again more and more and more. It was so good. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Purple? No. Green <laughs> with the Rubik's Cube? Yes. <laughs> Please. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say something. Um. Well, I was going to bring up the one of the things that I do appreciate about the Spider-Verse is just the diversity in the characters. Because you sure. have... I myself, I as people probably don't know, I am Latina. I am Mexican American. I am about as frijole as I come. Okay, first <laughs> language was Spanish, and I just loved being able to see an actual representation of my culture. You know, I love being able to see a Latino character, an Afro Latino, which was yeah. Miles Morales. Yeah, who is, for those of you that don't know Miles, yeah, it is yeah, Miles Morales. Yeah, Miles yes. Morales is Afro Latino. He's black and he's Puerto Rican. But it's not just the fact that he is Latino, but they show the representation that he speaks Spanish and that was actually Spanish oh, music. Oh, yeah. His mom That's something Spanish. I did enjoy. They do that a lot yeah. in the beginning of the movie where Which he's is, just walking down the street mm-hmm. and he's talking to people, English, yeah. Spanish. Like he's just and don't forget the, the scorpion, too. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Spanish. Yes. Yes. Spaniard, so yeah. it was just nice to be able to see all this diversity. And you see it, too, in the comics. You know, you have Penny Parker, who is Japanese. You have Silk, who is Korean-American. Yes. Um, you have uh, Miguel O'Hara in the comics, who is Latino as well. And you have um, a Spider-Man from India, Spider-Man UK, Forbidden. That's pretty it's awesome. Just, it's just... That's too many Spider-Man. As, yeah. right? <laughs> as, so as someone who doesn't really care too much about how do, how do I say this? this is, if I if I phrase this wrong, I'm gonna get chewed out. So, <laughs> I personally, it doesn't bother me when because I am also Hispanic, and it doesn't bother me when I don't see uh, Hispanic representation necessarily. However, 
I did very much enjoy the Hispanic representation I'm, in this more so yeah. than I was expecting. I was, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm never one that's like, hey, there needs to be more Mexican inclusion yeah, yeah, in theaters. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It, but I was very it's happy nice. with that. Yeah, it was there. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't get offended when I'm all like, oh my god, why is that character not Mexican or why are they not Latino? I don't get offended <laughs> at all. But just yeah. being able to see it, you're just like mi gente, mi raza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so yeah, it's pretty cool. So it was pretty cool to see because I really appreciate. It. I'm all like, oh yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> she did get really excited when, or, or she was quite touched when it, she could hear the dialogue between Miles Morales and his, his mom. mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of squeed a little bit. It was kind of funny. So but, it was yeah. just something that I, I I like seeing, but. I agree with you. I don't get offended whatsoever. I'm like, you need more diversity in films. You know, I'm not... Right. That's not me. <laughs> At the end of the day, we've talked about it in past episodes. It's more so the best person for each job, mm-hmm. and that's what I believe in. And if that means more equal representation, that's fine with me too. But in the end, as long as the actors do the job right, that's what I care about. In the at the end of the day, unless you're Scarlett Johansson, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that did get a lot of flack, didn't it? <laughs> for uh, was it Ghost in the Shell? Yes. yes, a few things actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah, something else. I, she, I think she was supposed to play a, a tra- trans yeah. person, uh, and then she backed out of that role because people was... were throwing heat at her. Yeah. Really? That's a different subject, though. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. you could probably yeah. do a whole. What did you guys on think that? about the post credit and? That was cool. Yeah. That was a, oh my God. That was a touching Oh, the end-end one? The end-end end. end. I could not stop laughing. I was the only person in the... Like, some oh, people I was were giggling, little, but I was, I was dying. Little, when they're pointing at each other? Yeah. And, the you know, meme. they actually had a meme yeah, at the do. beginning of the yeah. credit of him sitting down at the desk oh, really? with the employee of the month picture. That's oh. a meme that's been around for a long time. I didn't catch that's that. That's cool. They threw that in there. I guess if no one legally owns it, they can just do it. It's the, from the TV show. Oh, really? It's just yeah. somebody turned it into a meme. I the same see. thing with the two Spider-Man pointing at each other. Yes. That's from the Spider-Man. What was the first post-credit scene? I don't remember. It was, that was the Stanley. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was really touching as well. A little tease. It was. <laughs> yeah. But so was that uh, a hint to another Spider-Man, or was it just Spider-Man Miguel O'Hara. 2099? Yes, O'Hara. I, I want to. <laughs> I'm hoping that since they already designed the character within this universe's art style, I would like to say that yes, they'll bring him in. For the next one, That's I hope. Like. Yeah, he, but he, also, it yeah. seemed like they just played it off as a joke as well. So I was like, "Well, he plays a bigger picture mm. in the actual comics." So I cool. would, I wouldn't, you know, why would they not bring him into the sequel? It's so I was hinted. Um, I. Yeah. It's going to happen, I feel. I, I feel so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know I know of the meme. I just didn't uh, notice it. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. John just pulled up the meme. I think you were talking about the pointing meme. I was talking about that yeah. one. Yeah. That one was great. How dare you point at me? You point at oh, first! Point <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, jumps a bit. Yeah. It's fucking like, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I remember when the post credit scene happened, little baby bladder over here had to use the restroom. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I yeah. at, During the beginning yeah. of the credits, I ran, came back, uh, right after the Stanley tribute, Rand came back. I sat down, and right as I was sitting down, the 2099 uh, teaser started. But you weren't next to me, and I remember when, yes. as soon as it said Nueva York, I was like, oh! and then the girl next to me was all like, what the hell is wrong with this girl? Why is she tripping up? I'm like, oh my god. I was Her like, handler losing. just went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but I was losing my shit, because Spider-Man 2099 is one of my favorite. He's Spider-Man definitely one of the most yeah. badass-looking yeah. Spider-Man, for sure. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. No. Yeah. Great end credit scene. Um, um, I, good Small cameo they, by JJ, J. Jonah Jameson as well. Oh, yeah. In that <laughs> oh, really? I didn't even notice him. Yeah, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, he's there. I was sitting Which down one's Spider-Man? as I was yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But, yeah, ultimately, really great movie. If you guys had to rate it, um, skip it, rent it, buy it. What are you guys feeling? Buy, buy it. 100%. Yeah, buy it. it is so good this on so many levels. Amazing. It was 
incredible. I see what you did there. It was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> I also see what you did there. Right? Uncanny. It was twenty ninety nine. All puns. I honestly, I feel like I love this movie okay. more than I loved Homecoming. <laughs> oh yeah, I can yeah. see that. Homecoming was a good movie, but. but in the end, this had a lot of charm to it, mm-hmm. a lot of homage, a lot of nods. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was ultimately an, a great package. As I'm sure we've said previously, the fact that it's animated gives it so much more free reign, not just yes. visually, but also tonally. Yeah. They, they, they make fun of themselves a little bit. They make fun of comic book tropes a little bit. They, they introduce characters in ways that's, that's believable without having to fully flesh out their backstory completely. Like, it's... It's so good. It's really it's it's. I am very excited for any projects that they make going yes. forward, whether it's spinoffs of this, sequels to this. Like mm-hmm. I am, I'm all in. Sony's slowly but surely, well, not too slowly anymore, but they're definitely proving themselves that they can do Marvel right eventually. Just given the right the the good amount of time to make a movie good, other than rushing a lot of other things that we've seen re- over the past few years, it's nice to see that at least they're putting a lot of love towards Spider Man. They don't have that many more um, characters that they own left, do they? Or at so least that are worth making. I think it's just these the Spider Man. Spider Man. That's Spider-Man, it. Yeah. Well, at least they're really milking it, and not just milking it, but just doing it justice for sure. Um, I'm about happy time. to see what they're. What's that? About time. Yeah, it is yeah. about time. Yeah. I'm happy to see that they're actually utilizing things very well. I mean, they have Disney to compete with, and also not also to partner really with as well. Them as much. Yeah. I I'm, think the the beginning of it said in, in association with Marvel, so I'm sure maybe they. Of course, they probably something, yeah. yeah. For all we know, maybe they threw money at it. Who knows? But at least I'm sure Disney is letting them know this is the standard. You have to meet it, if not surpass it. You know. Yeah, right. And so it's good to see that that is now the standard for sure. Um, is there any other parting words you'd like to say about the movie before we end this thing? Watch it. Go and watch it. All right. I don't want to overhype it. If you can, yeah, I would recommend 3D. That if we see it again in theaters, I, I gotta see it in 3D. 3D yeah. It just seemed like it was perfect for that. Ultimately, especially because it's animated. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But animated movies are always the best in 3D anyway, at least in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I feel like there are a few, few live actions that actually pull it off super well. But, um, yeah, with that said, guys, uh, go out and see the movie. It's not 100% perfect, but it's pretty darn close. It's definitely an A-plus in my mind, mm-hmm. as yeah, I think 100%. we'd all say. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that'll about do it for this episode. Episode 11, actually. Episode right. 12, we're going to be reviewing Aquaman, correct? Yeah, yeah, maybe some Bumblebee. Maybe some maybe Bumblebee as well. We might throw triplets. that in. If yeah. not for a future episode after that one as well. We'll see how it goes down, though. Yeah. Um, either way, be on the lookout for the next episode. New episodes every Monday. If you have any topics or questions you want to send us, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at SDGeekPod. You can also email us, SDGeekPod at gmail.com. Anything you'd like to say, Peter? Um, for those of you that don't know, we are now on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So yes, we are. Listen. Yeah, so give us a like, and then follow, watch whatever, the you, movie. whatever you do on those things. Listen watch to the podcast. Watch the movie. <laughs> yes. Listen to the podcast. Rate us five stars, poor for Rate us five yes. stars. And other than that, just want to say thank you for listening to Sustainable Taboo Geek. Later. Peace. Bye. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check your booty. <laughs> <laughs>